something different, something new? And are you ready to be that change you wish to see in the world, but you don't really know how? Well, then this is definitely a podcast for you. My name is Anne Therese, and I'm here to awaken that curious mindset of yours. And together, we will put things in a different light and try to find happiness in new realities. Because you know what? We can change the world. You and I, and we can feel absolutely awesome doing it. So I guess my only question is, are you ready? Are you ready to embrace change? Hey guys, before we head into today's episode, I just want to say that this podcast is brought to you by Clean Cult, which is a green detergent that doesn't suck. I mean, I want to feel like I can wash my clothes without all that dirty toxin that's usually in detergent. And when I found out about Clean Cult, I was like, is this really true? So I tried it out and oh my god, it's just amazing. And what's really exciting is that you get to try it out for free. So don't forget to head over to cleancult.com and claim your free pouch today. That's C-L-E-A-N-C-U-L-T.com and the code is HEYCHANGE. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Hey Change. And do you want to be one of 10 million happier people? Well, then definitely stay on today's episode because what if I told you there's a formula to be used to make sure you're happy every single day? Like no meditation or wishful thinking, but a scientifically proven system backed by numbers and facts? What if I also told you that you are about to listen to the inventor of this very system like right now? If that sounds at all amazing, make sure to stay on. Because in today's interview with Google X engineer Mogodat, who is also the author of the book Solve for Happy, we talk about how your purpose in life is to be happy and how it's a matter of fact our human duties to make sure we are. So, Mo wants to retruth how we solve for happy. Because if you think about it, does success lead to happiness or is it actually the other way around? Listen to find out how one of these assumptions are actually backed with true scientific facts and maybe it will change the way you think about and design your life. So, without further ado, this is Mo Gadat. So here I am on the 29th floor in um, Times Square and I'm sitting across from Mo Gadat. That's how I say it, right? Yep. Correctly, thank you. Hi Mo! Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming here. Thank you so much for taking your time because I know you're super busy and you're only in Europe for a few days. I am in every city in the world for a few days, yeah. But it, but I'm in a, I'm there for this. So I hope we can uh, reach a few people and make them happier. I, you know, it's a, the best way I can use my time. That's how I hope too. So just starting this out, then you listen. We want to make you happy. So hopefully by the end of this episode, <laughs> you're going to be happier, or like at least know how to try to be more happy. And um, this is a question that I ask all people that I interview because we really want to get to know who you are. If you were a spice, which one would you be and why? Is ginger a spice? It's a spice. Uh, oh. I think so. We'll yeah, like ginger is a spice because some... I, I, I would choose ginger. One, because I love it. Mm. 
and because ginger is sometimes um, I don't know the right English word it's spicy it's like mm, a little harsh sometimes but it's really good for you and you know I I found uh, with friends and with people I work with with you know people I love that I I tend to be a little blunt with the truth and uh, an approach to the truth actually normally you know annoys you a little bit at the beginning but then eventually you actually say oh that well that was good i'm i'm i'm, I'm happy okay. with that so yeah you're, you're saying that at first like what is this weird taste exactly like, something yeah, else yeah. to it so, and then yeah. like oh well, i'm actually enjoying it you know i i don't know if they'd go as far as the, to say they're enjoying me but yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely they, sometimes it's useful they're okay with you being there yeah no, exactly i love ginger so of course yeah. um perfect spice effect mm. all right first of all w- what um, would you be Oh, I'm cayenne pepper. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I, um, basically because I love cayenne pepper. Anyone I've ever cooked for can uh-huh. um, vote for that. But also, I think you want a little bit of me, but, but too <laughs> not much. Too much. Like, she's like, all right, can we just get her out of the room? Like she's becoming in too intense. So, yeah. so that's how I joke about it. But yeah, I'm definitely cayenne pepper, mm-hmm. adding some flair to mm-hmm. life. All right. Um. So before we tap into this whole world of happiness, I know you work for Google X. Yes, I do. And uh, to me, that sounds like, you know, the coolest job ever. It is. It feels like you're like basically reinventing the world. We, we aim to reinvent the world, but not to reinvent the world. The, the true aim at X is we're trying to solve big problems that affect the lives of a billion people or more. Mm. You'll be surprised how many big problems we have in our world today. Oh, I don't think I would be surprised. Maybe uh, I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, you can come up with a new idea almost every day or every other day around something that affects humanity that would be we, we would be so much better without uh, and at, a, at the scale of a billion people or more. But I think that the interesting approach to X is that we sort of refuse incremental improvements. Right, so so there are the, the, no, normally technology will go like and 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 think about like okay, can, how can I create a, a better photo sharing app, right, or a better uh, uh, telecommunications infrastructure that can maybe be ten percent faster or thirty percent cheaper, right? Yeah, incremental improvements. We refuse those. We we try and go for what we call moonshots, and moonshots are big bets that you take even before you know exactly how you're going to get there. And we insist on drastically re, um, re, re, redesigning everything, disrupting the status quo, if you want. And by doing that, we end up hopefully with technological uh, um, breakthroughs that allows us to uh, change everything by 10x, you know, an order of magnitude wow. uh, of a change. And, and interestingly, you know, even in my approach for Solve for Happy and my mission for 10 million happy, I, I call that my personal moonshot. You know, happiness, or if you want, unhappiness, truly is an epidemic of the modern world. It affects the lives of a billion people or more, and it's never been looked at uh, in a way that uh, that is an engineered, you know, logic-based, science-based mm-hmm. uh, approach. So, in my personal moonshot, I'm trying to reinvent the way we solve we solve our relationship with happiness, if you want. That's amazing. I mean, I feel like. Most most people even think about happiness as a luxury that you add to life, whereas yeah. it should be like the engine that's driving everything. Absolutely. But I don't know if you live in a society like oh you know once you reach adulthood you're not supposed to be happy or like oh maybe one day once I've worked my fifty years I could be happy then. And I love the fact that you're trying this moonshot like no let's reframe all of that let's retruth that and make happy become 
Absolutely. The destination or the journey or whatever you want to so, call it. So believe it or not, I mean, of course, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, will, will say that your purpose in life is to be happy. Mm-hmm. I absolutely subscribe to that. I, 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 you know, I tend to believe that unhappiness is your survival mechanism. I don't know if you've ever driven, you're too young for that, but, you know, in the 90s when, when, um, when cars became a little more sophisticated, but we didn't have all of the interfaces that we have today and the onboard computers and what have you, you'd have a very sophisticated car mechanically and technologically under the hood and one light on the dashboard that's called check engine, right? If anything goes wrong with the car, that check engine light goes on and basically says, hey, we need, we need to fix something mm-hmm. here. That check engine light is your unhappiness, right? It's your brain analyzing the entire world around you, all of that sensory information, all of the emotional input, all of the, you know, maybe prospects of threats coming your way or whatever, and then saying, hey, something's wrong. I need you to stop what you're doing and get that feeling that gets you to try and do something about it. Now, of course, as you can imagine, when something's wrong, when your brain is consuming its... Uh, cycles on analyzing that um, check engine issue, you're not at your best. You're not performing well. Honestly, you're not really that you know useful or valuable or fun to the people around you that love you. And scientific research will say that you're 12% less productive. Pe- oh, wow. People who are happy mm-hmm. uh, are, are actually 12% more productive. And so it takes you back to that whole myth of, yeah, delay happiness. Mm-hmm. It's not part of what you should do. And when you eventually reach success, you'll be happy. That's a joke. The reality is if you reach happiness, you're going to reach success. So we should turn it around. Absolutely. So that's actually, that's the reason why I chose the title Solve for Happy. Because Mm -hmm. in a conversation with my mother, uh, you know, in my my years of depression, if you want, I I realized I was solving for the wrong things. Mm -hmm. You know, I was solving for success. I achieved that. I was solving for money. I achieved that. I was solving for love. I had the most wonderful woman in my life at the time. I was solving for family. I had the most beautiful kids in, you know, I, I could ever wish for. And none of it made me happy because I thought when I get this or when I have that or when I eventually achieve this, I'll be happy. But the truth is you should just directly solve for happy. And as a result, you're going to get all of those. Wow. And I love how the fact that, because it's very easy to think that I was all hippie, talk to be happy and we should meditate and just dance in the streets all day and we're going to be happy but and then people are like I'm not that person I need to you know make money and take care of my family and all that but it doesn't have to be separated and like you say it's the opposite way around if we can absolutely. learn to be happy we're going to be more successful and absolutely. we're going to have happier family lives and absolutely I mean I, I, I you know I I'm, I'm an Egyptian I was born and raised in Egypt I was educated in public schools and public universities in Egypt I don't know if I deserve to be the chief business officer of Google X, to be honest. I think there are you know, millions of people who are more qualified than this. But when I, I, I mean that honestly. And you know, when I think about it sometimes, I tend to sort of question um, you know, what got me here. From one side, I've never ever done anything uh, that I did not love doing. Okay? And I know this sounds difficult for some people who have to make ends meet and so on. Of course, there were parts of my life where by the 20th of the month, I didn't have anything left, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not that difficult if you actually make it your purpose. If you make it your purpose that I'm not going to work in a job 
that is annoying me and not you know using my, me productively or in a talent talent I'm using my talents properly and so on yeah it may take you six months eight months a year to find the next one but as as as, as long as you make up your mind that happiness is going to be your priority you're going you're going to get there the other reason why i believe that i was you know somehow given the gift of being here is probably because part of my mission now is not only you know to make 10 million people happy but i want to make 10 million people who are from that category i call street warriors modern day warriors mm -hmm. right people like you and i who do not have the luxury of eat pray love right you know people who will have to walk through the streets you know who will have sometimes to be stuck in traffic who will have relationship issues who will have productivity targets and ambitions to make the world a better place mm -hmm. And at the same time, be happy, right? And so in an interesting way, I sort of am the example of that. I mean, of course, being the chief business officer of Google X is an incredible, incredible privilege, but it's also a stressful job, right? right. And it's also a very demanding job. And, you know, it requires a lot of travel and it requires a lot of thinking. And sometimes you get disappointed and deals close and deals don't close. And people, you know, there is, all, there is the pressure of life. Mm -hmm. Yet, you can also be happy. Right. And I think that's the message I'm trying to tell people. It's like you don't have to delay your happiness. You don't have to deprioritize your happiness. As a matter of fact, you should use your happiness as the way to progress and pro proceed forward to, to your success. I want to just pinch in here because I take the subway in New York basically every day. And I'm trying to always prime myself in the morning to be happy and like, okay, how can I make the best out of this day? That might be the rainiest day. And I always you know, take the train and people are commuting to work and I'm standing, I'm not in my sweet spot right now. Like I'm far away from, maybe not far away, we'll see, but mm -hmm. I'm not a millionaire or anything. Um, and I can see people going to their work and basically I know for a fact they're making more money than me, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm happier than this person though. Absolutely. I can just tell the energy. So it's interesting that you say like, what does it mean to be happy? And do you have, a, have an advice for anyone? How can you like in every day, how can you just implement a little bit more happiness every day? So, so happiness, 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 in my personal view, truly is like working out. It's like staying fit. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I can, and and by the way, in my approach to to happiness, it's quite systemic. There are techniques you can do to become happy that are not fluffy. They're they're not like sit somewhere and meditate. They're very concrete things you can do while you're at work, while you're in the car, and so on. The trick is this. I can tell you, eat healthy, work out four to five times a week, you'll be fit. Right. Knowing that doesn't make you fit. You understand? Mm -hmm. it, that's not good enough, mm -hmm. right? Uh, even knowing the details of it doesn't make you fit. What you need is, number one, you need the determination that will get you out of bed and take you to the gym every day, right? right? Uh, and if you don't have that determination, if you don't prioritize and say, I prefer to go to the gym and sweat a little and, you know, feel a little bit of sore muscles afterwards. It, you know, I prefer that to, uh, you know, sleeping late or, or not doing anything in the morning. Unless you make that decision, you're not going to be fit. Okay. So first, happiness starts with a conscious decision. And believe it or not, and I, I know it shocks some people, happiness is not what, about what the world gives you. It's not about what life throws at you. It's about what you make out of what life throws at you. So you make a choice to be happy. You're going to think in a certain way. You're going to take certain actions. You're going to go through life in a way that allows you to be happy. That's number one. Number two is you're going to have to show up at the gym five times a week. Mm -hmm. This is it. 
right? It's not going to be easy at the beginning. It's going to get easier as you go along. But exactly with happiness, there will be situations, not even five times a week, maybe five times a day, ten times a day, that will test your happiness, right? And you're going to have to go to the gym. You're going to have to practice. You're going to have to tell yourself, well, this unhappiness that I'm feeling now is because of my ego. That unhappiness I'm feeling now is because of my fear. And you know what? I understand the muscle groups. I understand how to work on them. And I'm going to make that work because my ultimate target is to be happy. Right. I have this, uh, I learned once that the emotions we're feeling is basically always scaring our, our thoughts and how we look at from the world. And the thing is, is people are very afraid of negative emotions as this like, I'm feeling sad or I'm down, but that's just energy flowing through our bodies. But we as human beings want to put stories behind everything. Yeah. So like if I'm, I wake up, I'm like, I don't know, I'm feeling down today. And then I'm starting to like trying to diagnose that emotion. Maybe I'm not happy with my relationship. Mm. Maybe I'm not happy at work. And we start these like negative thoughts and just spirals down all the time. And that's what I thought about is when you say no, this is not what who I want to be. I want to be happy. Let's make you know. Uh, absolutely. So. And, and 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 there is an there is an interesting. So so uh, actually, you're bringing up two very important points. One of them is understanding completely that whatever unhappiness you feel is not going to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. It's just the only impact of unhappiness in the world is you feeling unhappy. The world doesn't change. You know, l- l- let's take the example. You, you you may be unhappy because you actually have a relationship problem. Your boyfriend's not doing something, you know, or doing something that's really not uh, what you expect him to do, mm-hmm. right? You can take that thought, put it in your head for the next 14 and a half years, dwell on it as much as you like, it's not going to make him change. You, you understand that? Un- unless you actually do something about it, maybe have a conversation, maybe point it out, maybe even, even analyze it yourself and understand why is it annoying you, whatever that is, nothing in the real world happens, right? Yet, we choose to dwell on it for 14 and a half years. How smart is that, right? I mean, sometimes when I do the, the Solve for Happy training, I ask people to do a very interesting experiment. I say, close your eyes for the next 30 seconds, Think of something that happened seven days ago that makes you unhappy. You know what happens? Immediately, your brain jumps in and says, something that makes me unhappy? Sure. Which one do you want? I have 27 of them. <laughs> I have right? to pick one. Exactly. It's like unhappiness on demand, right? Wow. It's like you click a button and you can make unhappiness happen. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing then is, but nothing in the real world happened. The, 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 the thing that we're talking about is a week ago already. You know, thinking about it is the only reason why it made you unhappy, right? It's the thought. Mm-hmm. It's not the events of life that make us unhappy. It's the way we think about them. It's the way we bring them in our heads. It's the way we give them priority, right? Now, as you were, as you were saying, you can be in the subway and look at someone and say, they're richer than I am, mm-hmm. right? Yes, of course. There will always be someone richer than you. Let's just make that very clear. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, unless you're that one individual at the end of the top, you know, at the top of the chain, seven point three billion people from now, mm-hmm. right? You're always there is always going to be someone richer. So if if you think that way, you're never satisfied, right? But it's, instead, you can you can simply think of maybe that you're healthier or you are. Um, younger or you have um, better connections in life life has never been given to ev- to anyone completely and someone else not 
right? You know, some, some of us are shorter, some of us are taller, some of us are healthier, some of us are, you know, stronger, some of us are weaker. And that's how it is. Now, if you direct your thought to one of those, uh, if you direct your thought to the negative one, you're going to feel disgruntled with life. Like, why am I shorter than the other guy, right? right. Or, or if you direct your, your, your thought to, you know, I love my daughter, my, love, my daughter loves me back, then I will probably say I'm so much luckier than the other guy, mm-hmm. right? And gratitude has always been known to be one of the most happiness-inducing uh, emotions of all time, right? Yeah. The reason, in my analysis, is what I call the happiness equation. Right. So so remember that unhappiness, we said, is a survival mechanism. Right. It's a survival mechanism that's triggered by your brain going through a very simple equation. Right. Your brain is constantly comparing the events of life to its hopes and beliefs and, you know, wishes of how and expectations of how life should behave. Right. So so. You know, life would look, you, your brain would go into the subway and, you know, let's take, let's say, you know, you, your brain will look at a, a, a flight that is delayed by 10 minutes and it will go like, this is horrible, this is really bad, right? And it ignores the fact that, it, you know, you're going to arrive from the East Coast to the West Coast in five hours instead of walking there for 14 and a half <laughs> months and dying on the way, right. right? Yeah. And, and so, and so. You know, if you if you if you compare events to expectations and you and life seems to fall short, you feel unhappy, right? right? And and that constant process of uh, looking at, at at everything around you is and comparing it to how you wish things would be, truly is the real trigger okay. that gets us to feel unhappy, and you can control that. So, are you saying that we should lower our expectations on life? Do you think mm-hmm. that sometimes is the tricky part Com- coming from you it was expected so most achievers <laughs> most achievers ask me that question when i talk about the happiness equation if if happiness is equal to or greater than the difference between events and expectations we might as well lower expectations and i say yeah unfortunately if you do that you will be happier so you know the example i normally give is i say if you expect your partner to slap you on the face twice every morning you know the day he slaps you once is a good day like yeah let's be happy right Right. but is this the way we want to go through life right that's not the way we want to go through life the way we want to go through life is we are here to have an impact on the universe right we're here because we're supposed to do something and we're supposed to do something positive and we're supposed to make a difference right how do you make a difference you make a difference by setting ambitious expectations by chasing those expectations that doesn't affect your happiness what affects your happiness is how you handle them when they're missed right, right? and you know the example i give even you know as painful as it is is i've planned for my son ali everything right i set expectations that he's you know he was very bright he was smart he you know he was a wonderful gentleman and you know i so i invested in him i invested in his tuition i invested in his you know i bought him properties i bought him uh, you know uh, 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 i even started businesses every time he started a major i was like okay let's start a business in that so he runs it right and uh, and he le- and he died he left us right the trick then becomes okay so life missed my expectations right by a, Ob- by a very large margin right i ali was my best friend he was my coach he was my son and I had him very young, and he was a big, big, big pillar in my life, right? Now, I'm up here, the happiest person alive when I hugged him the day before, and boom, life collapses, you know, 10 stories, 100 stories down, 
and I'm now down here and I'm I'm you know I have a life without Ali what do you do now right how do you handle that missed expectation from life I could I could just lock my room and cry for the next 25 years right you know what that means nothing I'll be unhappy people around me who love me will be unhappy my work and impact on Google X will be gone my impact on the world will be gone no one benefits and you know what Ali doesn't come back so even if I locked my room for 25 years and cried it wouldn't bring Ali back now instead I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do now I'm trying to take his message of happiness what we found out together put it in a book tell the world about it right and maybe make t- make 10 million people happy or maybe one or maybe one right. by the way right mm-hmm. and you know what it's not going to bring Ali back that's still the interesting part of the game of life it's not going to bring Ali back but it's going to make my life tomorrow a little better than today mm-hmm. and in the life of people around me and the life of of, of everyone I can touch mm-hmm. right and then after tomorrow a little better than tomorrow and after after tomorrow a little better than after tomorrow right. and that's the only way we can play the game of life life is bound to deal you a few bad hands every now and then you go like okay well okay life is this the way you want to play mm-hmm. let me show you how I play back right I play the cards yeah and I know you say that you call this acceptance and then yeah committed acceptance committed acceptance yeah that's so powerful because like you say life is going to throw things at us and you can either just throw us out of balance or we can like committedly accept that this happened and absolutely. now how do I change moving forward absolutely and you know my, my, my top analogy having played so many video games with Ali is comparing video, life to video games mm-hmm. right you know video gamers do not want to finish the level you know that the real video gamers don't want to end the game I mean where's the fun in that mm-hmm. right they want to play the game right and 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 how boring would the game be if the game started and all you had to do is to push the you know the forward button until the end of the level right. it's like for half an hour you're just pushing it down and waiting and right that's that's not fun as a matter of fact in life if you look back at your own life you'll probably find that the parts that you have lived most were the parts where there was a little bit of challenge that you had to overcome and a friend that came across and helped you Mm -hmm. and the development and the feeling you had as a result. So, you know, that's the true spirit of a video gamer and the spirit of a video gamer does not complain when the game gets hard. You know, you don't send an email to... Yeah, absolutely. You don't send an email to the the game developer and say, no, no, I don't like this, Mm -hmm. right? You, You simply say... Okay, I lost this time. You know what? I'm going to jump back in and I'm going to shoot that enemy instead of that enemy first. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to have fun as I do it. And maybe in two or three trials, I'll end up there. But by the way, I don't need to get there to feel happy. I'm actually feeling happy every time I'm engaging. I love that you say this because I just the other day recorded my own episode and I say life should be like a game of Mario Kart. Mm. Because I'm like, you don't want to go straight to the finish line because you'll reach the finish line empty-handed what you want to do is pick up those you know hidden treasures like the coins and extra life absolutely and those are the challenges and the learnings that make us grow so that when once we get there we're ready for it absolutely and also like you say that's what makes the game fun to play if you you just go straight road why are you even playing exactly where's the fun in that i think it's important to remember that when we are thrown into hard parts or like um any kind of challenges or we're being thrown off the road like wait a second I did not anticipate this to happen how do I 
handle this misexpectation, like you said, and we have to look upon it as, oh, this is probably part of my journey. How can I grow from this? How can I learn? How can I make this part of who I am moving forward? Yeah, and, and, and you know what? That brings us back full circle to happiness is your life's purpose mm-hmm. because you know what the life purpose of a gamer is? It's not to finish the game. The life's, life purpose of a gamer is to be the absolute best gamer they can be, right? And like you rightly said, that happens by collecting coins on the way, by getting into challenges, by understanding how to do to use a certain technique so that you can become the best gamer that you can be. How can you be that if the game was easy, right? And and absolutely, if if you make your life purpose to be the best gamer that you can, then your life purpose is to go into the most difficult places and have fun. I love that. Um, I just want to talk about um, into something else because I think today, due to social media, I mean, social media is awesome if you use it the right way. But what I feel is it created this additional layer of a perfect world. <laughs> so we're always comparing ourselves to other people. And what I, the, the, um, the ironic part in this, I remember when I was back in Sweden, I looked at all these models living in New York and I was like, oh, their life is perfect. <laughs> and I was just comparing my own boring life to their lives. Now I'm in New York, I know a lot of models in the city, and they are like stressed out, like, oh, I need to post things so people think you have a perfect life. So it's like, <laughs> oh, is that true? You're yeah, exposing your friends now. Everyone knows no, it's not perfect. It, 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 no, but like, of course, it's like, I love my life, but it's like, it's creating this level of stress because even the agencies are requesting models to do that because they get booked due to how many followers they have, which mm. is crazy. But mm. anyways, what, I'm, what my point is that we always comparing ourselves to other people and other people's lives. And I think that's making it even harder for us to be happy. Because um, something that I want to talk to to you about is that how can we find a balance of always wanting to grow and reach another level of our life and being happy with what, our, what with we already have? Because I know for a fact that um, like we always strive to, oh, I want a car. So mm. we get a car. Mm. Then we get a car, like, oh, I want a nicer car now. Because we're starting to hang out with people that have a car. And now I see that, well, my neighbor has, has a much nicer car. Mm-hmm. So you're always trying to work harder to reach the next destination. Then you have a nicer car, you want two cars. Yeah. So how can we find a balance with just being happy with what we already have? And between that and constantly working towards growth. So, so, so you, we, we, you have to dig deep into your head and understand why you're motivated by the things you're motivated by, which is really uh, very eye-opening when you realize that most of our motivations in life are driven by how we were raised, mm-hmm. right? And if you re- go back to most of our schooling years, we were either uh, greedy for praise or, uh, you know, fearful of punishment, Right? This truly was all that motivated us at, at, at younger ages. And, and, and the modern world creates so many of those bad habits. And you know, then it exaggerates those bad habits as you grow older and engage more in life. So, of course, teenage years become the years of fitting in. It's like, you know what? It's not only, I'm not only greedy for praise. I'm, I'm like literally making sure that I'm fitting in because that's a survival mechanism. I know it, it, it hurts like you know, hell, if I'm not part of the, of the pack, right? You can be motivated by so many other things. And, and often you are, you just don't realize them because you're, they don't seem to be as intense as fear and greed, right? You can be motivated by love. You can be motivated by values. You can be motivated by connection. You can be motivated by, as I say, 
being the best gamer that you can be, mm-hmm. right? So my son Ali, as I say, he was my coach quite extensively since he became 16. And his approach to life was very different than mine. I was the TED Talk kind of executive, if you want. It's like I set ambitious goals and then I go chase them and hopefully I'll be able to put them in an 18 minutes talk and then move to the next one, mm-hmm. regardless of what really happened in the world, right? Ali, on the other hand, was very different. Ali came to me one day and said, Papa, you realize that the only impact you can have on the world is your little world. And your little world starts with you, then the people closer to you, then more people and more people and more people. And the more qualified you will be in managing you, then managing the happiness and the well-being of those around you, the more that circle will grow. Mm -hmm. Right. So his approach was very interesting. He basically said, I'm not aiming to for the big things at all. Okay, I'm aiming for the quality of every little thing I do, whatever it is I will do. I will do the best that I can do. Mm -hmm. Okay, and if that means that I will get a car in the end, that's fine. If it doesn't, it was the best I could do anyway. Right. And 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 if you start to tell yourself, look, Forget what you learned in school about comparison because you know what? Learning mathematics in school wasn't good enough. You had to be the you had to score an A and that wasn't good enough. You had to be the first of the class. That's how the mm-hmm. system is set. Mm-hmm. But that's crazy. Right? Who cares if you're the first of the class if you haven't learned mathematics? And who who cares if you've learned mathematics if if you learned well and you're the last in the class, right? right. That's all we care about. We what we care about is that you've achieved your potential. Okay? We need to learn to reset all of those things. We need to, re- to learn to, to understand that comparisons will always fall short. As I, as I said, you know, you might be you know, a, 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 a model, but you will feel jealous of a supermodel. You might be thin, but there is always someone thinner. You might be, you know... Or you want to be curvy because you're too thin. Uh, exactly. Right. Or you're thin and you want to be curvy, right? Mm-hmm. There is always something on the other side that you can pa- compare to and say, I fall short, right? You know what's the best version of you? It's the real you. And once again, I, I you know, I, I, I keep bringing Ali up too often this time. I don't know why, but you know, Ali had that approach in life where he basically, at a very young age, realized that it takes so much effort, so much effort to pretend to be something that he isn't. Mm-hmm. So he attracts attracts friends to his life that like that thing that he isn't, and that it's so much easier to just be who he is. Mm-hmm and attract people to his life that love, that love the person that he is and then enjoy having those people around. There is an abundance of everything. There is someone that likes the version of you that you are. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And I love that you bring Ali up because he's your mentor. Yeah, he's... Or he's cool. He's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to slap him badly because he left early, but right. he's a very cool guy. Once you see him again, you'll be like, damn you. you <laughs> damn you. Exactly. Video game we <laughs> had to play together. Uh, yeah, How I mean, dare you leaving me like that? It's, uh, you know, the way I think about it sometimes, I actually don't never share this, so I don't know what's wrong with me today. <laughs> but the way I think about it sometimes is when we played video games, um, y- you know, there are sometimes difficult missions where one of us will have to jump in and shoot the shields of the enemies first and then the other will walk in and finish the finish the mission right, right? and and so and so often of course when we play together because he's the better video gamer i would be the one that takes off the shields and you know he would be the one that gets on with the mission 
uh, and we would then get united at the end of the mission, right? So I would put my controller down for a while and then we would get united at the end of the mission. I think I think what he did this time was the other way around. I think by, by him leaving, he li- literally kick-started the mission. So he jumped in, he made us love him so much. He guided us to his peaceful way of life and then he left to say, okay, it's now your part to jump in and finish this mission. So. Wow. I, I hope we get there so that he feels it was it was worthwhile. Well, you touched me, obviously, and we're sitting here, and I know this is going to reach many people, so we are counting down towards your 10 million people, or beyond, who knows? Yeah, well, yeah, who yeah. knows where it stops? Yeah, so. I mean, uh, the, way, the way I think about it now, Teresa, is that we, you know, I, I, started with, I started with this 10 million target because I'm a businessman. I me- when I measure things, I know how to, how to uh, uh, you know, to chase them. Uh, but but I realized that why am I the only one that's carrying a quota? Like we should all carry a quota seriously. I mean, in a, again, in an alleyway, maybe 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 I am targeting ten. Maybe you should. I I actually I think you should carry half a million happy people. How about that, right? Okay, so and, should I take half a million of yours? Time? No, no, on top of mine. Oh, right? adding to it. Absolutely, yeah. and then every listener should say, okay, you know what? I'm responsible for my kids and my partner and my mother and my sister and my best friend, right? I, I take a quota of seven and someone else takes a quota of 20. And who, who you know, why don't we all, rea- you know, all realize that our world would be such a better place, especially in the times we're going through? If you're happy. If, if, if yeah, if I know a few trips, the tips about how I can be happy and I share them with others and we sort of cheer each other up to stay happy, mm-hmm. right? Stay happy because you know what? Even though life today seems to be a little more challenging than it was a couple of years ago for many of us everywhere around the world, it's still okay. It's okay. Yeah. We can still committedly accept. Yeah, we, we, can, we can commit and make it better. Right. Yeah. And what if we just, you are listening right now, what if you make it your mission to every day, besides yourself, make one person happy? And knowing that you cannot make someone else happy unless you're happy first. Absolutely. It always starts with us, right? Yeah. It's our duty as human beings to be happy. I really do believe that. Absolutely. And then, so pick a new day. Pick a new person every day. Who am I making happy today? And it can just, I really realized, because giving a stranger a smile on the street can make such a difference. It is it's, incredible, yeah. really, the little things. The right. little things are what makes us happy. We have, right. We have to remember as human beings that we have power to make change in other people's lives. Yeah. Every day, we have to regain that power because we feel like we're so hopeless and we've taken over by a system that's just going down but we can just regain that power and like what can I do today how can I change one person's life absolutely now one of, one of the more interesting sides as well to how I can change one person's life is, is anchored in my theory my, my theory basically says that we are all born happy right that we that, that the happiness actually is our default setting it's just it's like your Android or, or iPhone you, you take it out of the box and it performs perfectly every little child you've ever met if their basic needs are you know granted they're happy right we grow out of happiness by installing weird apps on ourselves, right? We engage in the in the real world, and there are apps that says you might you have to be successful. Another app that ha- has to be that, that says you have to be you know ultra fit, and another one that says you have to be uh, you know you have to appear like you're rich or whatever that is, right? And all of those apps make us uh, unhappy. And in an in an interesting way, and I know it sounds simple, but we really have to think about it. 
happiness is the absence of unhappiness right you actually don't need anything to be happy you just need nothing to be unhappy right and think about you know sunday morning when there is sunshine mm. and you know your boyfriend has not said anything to annoy you your boss is is not around to annoy you nothing is really annoying you today you don't you don't need a nobel prize or the promotion that you were looking for or the car that you've been dreaming of on that sunday you sit out there in the sun and you're happy right so when we say make others happy think about it this way what goes around comes around take your unhappiness away from others don't make others unhappy don't give them a reason to be unhappy right give them tips to be happy but also also treat them as you would like to be treated wouldn't you like someone to smile at you in the street smile smile at them Mm -hmm. they'll smile back one of my ultimate experiences of new york you know when i when i started to come very often because of the book uh, i realized that people are very stressed no one's really smiling or very few people are smiling and so i went to my editor at the time and i said you know it's just really not encouraging you know it doesn't seem to be very happy and he said mo this is your biggest opportunity right just try to smile at one of them and acknowledge them once and you know what in new york i get the best smiles in the world back of course for first first i get that really weird reaction weird like person. like w- what's wrong with him and then they look again and they're like you're smiling at me mm-hmm. and then did you see me of all these people did you see me did you actually recognize me as a human did you did you want more than just your coffee and to drop your 3 dollars and leave right, right. And, and, then, and then suddenly, those people, you could completely change their day, right? Just by one smile, one bit of attention that, you know what? You would have loved to receive if, the, if you were in their position. What if that person's on his way to his most important meeting ever? Absolutely. And that was his last missing piece with someone to smile at him. So he'd feel like, yes, I can so do this. There you go. And, and that's exactly it. I had a, a conversation with a wonderful, wonderful friend who was a reader of Soul for Happy, and it helped him. And so we met when we were back, uh, in the, when I was back in, in London uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I was saying, you know, I'm so delighted that it worked for you and so on. And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. When you made me happy, I made my three kids happy, and that made my wife happy. And then I spoke to my sister, who was having a few challenges, and now she's happy, which is making my mother happy, wow. right? And think about that. You smile at one person, You've made them happy, they've made their children happy, and then they've made their partners happy. And life goes on in a much better way than all of the stress that we're all going through. Wow. I'm going to have to, because I know you have to go to your next meeting, because I feel like we could keep talking the entire day if you wanted to. Um, I'm going to finish off with my final three. Mm. Are you ready for them? I am. All right. Okay, let's go. Number one is, why is change important? Change is not important. Change is the design, the design uh, um, um, fundamental of the game. The, the game of life is designed around change. In, in, even in physics, as a matter of fact, if you look at things like chaos theory and so on, you know, the universe is designed with, with change as the fundamental pillar, right? It's, you know, there is one of two ways you can handle change. You can either, as I said, put your controller down and complain, or you can use it to your advantage. That's why change is important. And when you look back at every sharp turn in your life where change happened in a way that you actually did not want at the time, you would look back at it now and say, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Well, good answer. Thank you. <laughs> uh, number two, 
why do you then think that change is so hard for people? Because I think it is. And what is one advice you could give to anyone that you've learned from your own experiences? So, so it, you have to always take everything back to survival. The reason why change is hard is because we, as a species, are trained that it's better to stay where I am than to enter a new cave that might have a tiger in it, mm. right? Of course, that new cave might also have a gold pot in it, might also have the love of your life in it, might also have shelter from winter in it. But we are trained that this is good, this is survival-wise, I'm safe here, right? Uh, yeah, however, it is so much fun if you do the right calculations and you know take reasonable risks to go into the cave and jump off the cliff and land in the water and swim with the fishes and have enjoy life as it comes along, mm. right? Life is made to be enjoyed like a video game, yes. right? And when you, 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 would, you would understand when you think about what I always uh, talk about is sweet and sour, right? The reason sweet and sour is, is an interesting experience, it's delicious, not because of the sweet and not because of, it, of the sour. It's because of sweet and sour. This is what life is all about. You mix them, mm. okay, and you get a little bit of sweet and a little bit of sour, and neither is good and neither is bad. It's the experience. So, yeah, if life, if life doesn't give you, uh, uh, you know, a new spice every day, how, how much fun is that? Right, you get bored. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so the final one, and this is uh, a word that I made up myself. It's called retruthing. And basically, I think that that's the base to finding happiness in new realities. And it means being open to new ways of thinking, acting, and behaving so that we can find ourselves in more loving, sustainable, and compassionate futures. Mm. And I would love for you to right now retruth something, anything. I love, I love the word, by the way. Can I use it when I talk? I, you are definitely allowed right. to. I, I'll give you credit Thank when you. I do that. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> uh, I, I, one of the basic fundamentals is th that we grow up believing in the modern world is that success leads to happiness, that you have to work very hard for so long and deprive yourself and delay your happiness and 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 and, and so when you eventually reach success, that will eventually re lead lead to your happiness. And how often do you see that happen? I mean, of course, hard work leads to success. There is no mistake about that. But does success lead to happiness or do we constantly keep chasing success or realize that this is not what we wanted and so on? So, you know, if the common believed statement in the modern world is that success leads to happiness, I would like to retruth that and say happiness leads to success. Right? And it's really interesting because research will show you that happy people are more productive, uh, happy people are more accepted, happy people are more trusted. Mm -hmm. and, and so when you're accepted and trusted and, and, and productive, you will do your best work. And hopefully you will do your best work in things that you also enjoy doing, so you're going to do so many hours of them. And like Malcolm Gladwell said, the more hours you will put in, you know, hopefully 10,000 hours, you'll be one of the best in the world at what you do, yeah. right? So I, I urge people to make happiness the priority and then have everything follow. And when you do that, mm -hmm. when you do that, I guarantee you'll be more successful. I guarantee you'll be more loving. I guarantee you'll be more loved. I guarantee you'll be more healthy. Uh, happiness is, is the default setting that we were supposed to operate at as humans. And from there, everything stems. Wow. And we have scientific facts Absolutely. supporting this. So Absolutely. this is not just a theory or something. Absolutely. This is 
This is the real equation. It, it truly is, and it truly is forgotten in the modern world. Mm. We just go with the flow, accept the stress. And again, if you, if you don't trust it, if you don't believe it, experiment for a week. Mm. Just take one week of your life and say, this is my happiness week. Any decision I'm given, if I have two choices, one that leads to happiness and the other is the, uh, the other leads to something else, I'm going to choose the choice that leads to happiness. See how your life will look like at the end of that week. Wow. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for taking this time. I'm honored to have you on my show. And um, I want people to be able to find you if they want to. So what's your, what's your website? What's your Instagram? You I'm, I, my, my website is uh, solveforhappy.com. Uh, if people want to be on my uh, mailing list, they can send an email to outreach at soulforhappy.com with the title email. Uh, if they, uh, if they, um, if they, if you're interested in video content, all of the talks and podcasts that I record are either on soulforhappy.com or on youtube.com/soulforhappy, uh, and then uh, facebook.com/soulforhappy is where we connect and we have conversations and where we. Uh, also announce the next events. Great. And of course, don't forget to read this book. It's on Amazon, right? Or anywhere? It's on Amazon and everywhere, yeah. And also, I know you have a countdown on your website. Yes, I do. Uh, occasionally, it fails because I get too many oh. clicks. Okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we fixed the technology. But, uh, you know, which is a great thing. So when, when, when Soul for Happy came out, we had so much traffic to the counter where people mm -hmm. said, you made me happy. But yes, please go to the counter and click if I have if I managed to give you a message or two that made you happy. The reason why I do that is because, as again, as a businessman, I hope at a point in time to make happiness the default setting of every country I go to, and to be able to have that conversation with the people of influence, I need proof mm -hmm. that the, the methodology works and that you know happiness is something that people are looking for. So the more you click, the more we can make more people happy. Okay, I've clicked, just so you know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> All right, so heading into Friday here in New York, one final piece of advice? Uh, live life like a video game. Yay, I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. All right, thank yeah. you, Mo. Thank you for having me. All right, thanks so much for listening. And if you feel like you're happier now after having listened to this episode, don't forget to head over to solveforhappy.com and help Mo on his mission to 10 million happier people. And also, of course, make sure you claim your free first pouch of Clean Cult, which is C-L-E-A-N-C-U-L-T.com. Just use the code HEYCHANGE and the free pouch is yours. Have an awesome day, an awesome week, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.